Hello, everyone. Like probably the entire country, we here at this, I believe, have been deeply troubled and moved by the events of the past couple of weeks in this country and wanted our podcast to reflect that. The essay that we're going to be featuring on today's broadcast was actually the essay that inspired me to start this, I believe, um, It was the very first essay that I read from the 1950s Edward R. Murrow published collection of essays that really moved me and connected me to the period of the early 1950s when this, I believe, was originally aired. As you will hear, it's an essay from an African-American journalist named Will Thomas, and um, The podcast kind of speaks for itself in telling his story, but uh, we wanted to present it to you, our podcast listeners, in the spirit of what's going on in this country this week. Now here's the podcast. And this brings me to what I believe. I believe that life is a spiritual struggle. I believe in being gracious to others. I believe in the power of science fiction. I believe in singing badly. I believe that God lives in the space between people. I believe in so much more than freedom of speech. And I believe that it is time we all took a stand. This I believe. The Supreme Court recently struck down part of the Voting Rights Act, which was signed into law to prevent state and local officials from using measures like literacy tests and poll taxes to discourage African Americans from voting. But racial discrimination still exists in America, even if it's expressed differently than in the 1950s. During that era, a writer named Will Thomas decided to move with his family as far away from Jim Crow as possible and picked Vermont. He wrote a memoir about that experience titled The Seeking and an essay for this, I believe. In 1946, I decided I did not wish to live in my native land any longer. And then I would take my wife and children to Haiti, where, as Negroes in a Negro Republic, we would be free of racial prejudice, and our opportunities would be limited only by our ability to use them. I do not believe I need detail the reasons behind this unhappy decision, except to say that being considered and treated as an inferior on every level of life can become intolerable, especially when it is by one's race rather than his individual worth or lack of it that he is prejudged and condemned. When I reached this point, I had become an unbeliever in both God and country, for it seemed to me that racial segregation and all that it implied was as rigid on the spiritual as on the temporal plane. And so finally, I made the decision to leave my native land permanently. However, I did not do it, Love of country, I found, can be very deep, very strong. So I thought to make one final try in my motherland for the equality of status which I considered I had been denied, and I chose Vermont for the experiment. I reasoned that because of its great traditions of personal freedom, there was at least a chance that I and my family might find there what we so yearned for, and we did. In the small farming community where we settled, we were accepted on a basis of individuality unqualified by race. However, it is not that which now seems most important to me. It is, rather, that in such a friendly atmosphere and amid the quiet of a beautiful countryside, it was possible to think calmly and gradually to gain understandings by which I believe 
I can live in peace with other men and with myself for the rest of my life. One of these understandings is that unless one seeks sincerely for whatever it is he most wants, he surely will not find it. And that what I really had been seeking most of my life was not what I wanted, but instead was justification for the resentments I felt. This is not to say there was no cause for those resentments, but rather that I had so concentrated upon them that I could not see that the picture was not all bad, that in fact there was considerable good in it. I had condemned my country and my religion because I viewed only what seemed wrong in both. But when I was able to remove the blinds of my own prejudice, it became clear that these failures, these flaws in church and state, were human failures, human flaws, and not mere self-willed bigotry. And that within each, there were, and there always had been many, who had worked and fought for what was right. I think the core of my earlier bitterness had been the conviction that I had been denied my birthright of human dignity. But I know now that is something which cannot be given or taken away by man. It has been written that he who seeks shall find, and to him who asks it shall be given. And I can only testify that when I did seek, I did find, and that when I asked, it was given me. And I know that only the God I once denied could bestow such precious gifts. That's Will Thomas with the essay he recorded in the 1950s for This I Believe. Ann Smith is his oldest child, and she joins me now. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. You've heard that essay many times. What are your thoughts as you listen to it? How proud I am that my father was able to think in such a positive way about his life experiences and and resolve them by staying in the United States, making that choice for his family and himself. As a child, did you have a sense of the bitterness your father felt about the earlier discrimination he faced? No. I had a sense of there being injustices that were being addressed that came from uh, visitors who, who uh, came to our house. I was aware of being different, and um, when I think that's one of my, my most famous questions of childhood was when I asked my mother why her face was brown. And, you know, she answered, that's, that's the way God made me. And um, I think it was because a, a kid at school, when I was maybe six or seven, had asked, why is your mother's face brown? That was about the extent in early, early childhood of being different, but not of being bitter about it. What did you tell your new neighbors? He told them about himself and his family, himself as a writer. I think the fact of his being a, a writer uh, engendered respect among the neighbors. And the Vermonters of that time were, they were moderate to liberal Republicans, <laughs> which like, don't exist very much today. But they were very intrigued and accepting. And they were all ages from young parents to people in their 90s. So it was, it was really exciting to hear them talk about my father. They were all um, interested by what he was doing and who he was. Anne Smith, her father, Will Thomas, moved their family to Vermont to escape racial prejudice in the 1950s. His memoir about the experience is titled The Seeking, and it's now back in print. 
Dan Gediman is the executive director of This I Believe Incorporated, and you can find more information, including a searchable database of more than 100,000 essays and pointers for submitting your own essay at the website thisibelieve.org. Thank you.